0: I'm really delighted that uh, Richard is is speaking this morning. And uh, if you if you want to, if you put him on speaker view, which is just a little icon in the top right-hand corner of the screen, uh, you will uh, see him uh, in a, perhaps a way that is more helpful to uh, to, to hear him. So I'm going to do that, and uh, we look forward to uh, the word from from Richard. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Hannah uh, and, and Zeb, for for reading. Hope. Uh, Hope everyone can hear me um, let let's pray briefly loving God in this short time may we all hear your words be able to hear your spirit speaking to each of us that we might know your presence now and in the coming week Amen okay um as part of this series uh the i am sayings of jesus uh we're on to i am the light of the world which uh I, I guess would have been obvious from from the reading um just want to say just a couple of things about light and darkness you're probably aware that jesus sayings and his parables he uses everyday imagery he uses things that are familiar to the people around him so You've got stories and you've got encounters and um, sayings of Jesus that connect with the local farmers, shepherds, landlords, fishermen, even the particular trees and plants that are around. And when Jesus is talking about light and darkness, it's just the same. And I I think I'm really conscious that in our kind of Western modern world, um, we don't entirely know what darkness is really, really like. Physical darkness. Um, And therefore, how precious light is and how precious light would have been to the people that uh, are listening to Jesus, we we need to kind of grasp a little bit more. So, um, you know, you're probably aware that certain bits of the UK um, are designated special, Areas where there's no light uh, pollution because of the electric lights in our cities, it's really difficult. And just for a moment, before, before I, I kind of try and share some brief reflections on the text, just want to get us to think about those moments when we've known really deep physical darkness. Now, I, I can think of one when I was backpacking in Egypt. Um, And we visited the the Valley of the Kings, and we're going down deep underground into these excavations. And it's a bit like Indiana Jones, sort of um, long tunnels, and there was a rope bridge, and there were lamps lit. um, Deep underground, looking at these kind of ancient tombs from the pharaoh's era, and then there was a power cut. I'm on a rope bridge in this deep tomb under the ground in Egypt and there was a power cut and could not see my hand in front of my face. Just for a moment, maybe you might want to close your eyes, just think of a memory of when you have known deep physical darkness. member as well been on holiday visiting a missionary friend in Burkina Faso and sleeping outside under a mosquito net and seeing the night sky no electricity in the village no artificial light and properly seeing night we'll come back to some of those images maybe so light and darkness this is a big theme through the whole of the gospel of john at that brief little reference from john 1 and if you remember the beginning of john 1 in the beginning was the word and it's a direct allusion a direct reference to right at the beginning of the bible when we have the creation story the beginning of the creation of the world. And what's the first thing that God does at creation? There's darkness and it creates light. And John in this gospel, in this opener and the thread that runs through the gospel of John, is saying something really clearly about who Jesus is and how the life, death and resurrection of Jesus connects with God and the story of light, of true light, and God coming to bring light into the world. So let's just have a a brief look at the context. We just heard the saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And there's a sense in which Jesus in this is responding to a challenge about what his authority is. Immediately before this text, you've got Jesus forgiving the woman caught in adultery. And the presenting challenge from the Pharisees, from the religious leaders leaders to Jesus is, what gives you the right to forgive? And this is where Jesus then says, I am the light of the world. It's a response to the question, who gives you the right? What authority do you have? Interestingly, and you might have seen some of the clues in the text, Jesus is is saying this in the temple. And we even get um, something of where in the temple this is being said. It's where the treasury is. This is known as, as the court of women. And the treasury, where the offerings were received and taken in the temple, is where in the Feast of the Tabernacles and two chapters before it references the festival, Jewish festival that's going on at this time. This is a festival when, in that particular bit of the temple, lamps would be lit. This bit of the temple would be full of oil lamps expressing the light of God in the world. And it's a festival that connects with, well, if you go back in your Old Testament to Zechariah chapter 14, the promise of God to come into the world and bring freedom, and his light will break the darkness open. So Jesus is giving a visual aid with both God's promises, says something about himself, and speaks into something that's immediate and roundabout the hearers. Who gives you the right to say these things? By what authority? In the text, we've, we hear something around what it means to have real authority. And in Jewish law, you need two witnesses. You need a testimony of two people. If you claim something, you need two other people to back it up. And what Jesus is saying here is, I don't need any human being to back this up. At the end of the day, the need for two witnesses is a little concession to our humanity, because, well, people aren't that trustworthy, are they? We need a bit more evidence. Jesus doesn't need any human support, because essentially what he's saying here is, I'm God, come amongst you. I don't need any other witness than that. All the I am sayings, as as Tom sort of reminded us last week, connect with that great I am of the God of Exodus. This is Jesus saying for those that have ears to hear, I am God, come amongst you. Think of God's presence with the people of Israel as they come out of Egypt, out of slavery and into the promised land. And if you remember, the presence of God was a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night, light in the darkness. Jesus is saying, I am God come amongst you, the same God at the beginning of creation brought light into the darkness the same god that brought freedom to the people of israel a lot of people right now and not all of them are christians are posing the question where is god this scripture this text that we've heard would say you want to know where god is look at jesus look at jesus jesus doesn't need human testimony human backup but despite that there are witnesses so the opening of john we get john the baptist being a witness of the light say i'm not the truth the one who was the light of the world. Jesus, in in this saying, and in connecting the promises with that feast of the tabernacles, with the light, and that Zechariah image of light coming into the darkness, and the I am saying of the light in um, in the wilderness for the people of Israel, is connecting himself with the witnesses of the people of Israel. Through the ages of God's faithfulness, so there is something about witnesses. But part of our story is to connect with those witnesses. Back to that in a moment. But for all of us, and it will be one of degrees for each of us, and there'll be people not in this worship service we're reminded tom sharing of emily's situation of friends and relatives in uganda people in other parts of the world but every one of us are facing an unprecedented challenge now for some to be bigger than others what what is our darkness Why- but have a little walkway, rope bridge, Indiana Jones style, the Valley of the Kings, complete darkness. I remember being on a geography field trip in the Blue John Mines in the Peak District and I'm deliberately switching the lights off so that we could see what darkness was really like. You will have your own versions of that. And we all have versions of that spiritually, emotionally. Mentally, financially, what is our darkness? We don't know what the next step will be. Where are we going? In the darkness, we feel really alone. But think of those witnesses. Part of the story of the people of Israel is to remember remember god's faithfulness remember when god took us out of slavery into the promised land that's the that's part of that feast festival of the tabernacles at a time like this each of us in our little darknesses of whatever degree maybe we need to remember when god has been faithful Perhaps we can't even do that right now. And we need to just rely on the witnesses of others. Sometimes that's the challenge for us to rest on the faith of others, and that's okay. And I wonder about how this connects with this season of Easter, because it's still Easter the big mega theme of resurrection. Because faith doesn't necessarily make things easier. It makes things possible. I'll say that again. Faith doesn't always make things easier. Faith makes them possible. And part of faith, resurrection faith, will mean that even when we don't know what the next step is where we're going financially emotionally spiritually we do know that there is resurrection the biggest banker the biggest confirmation and security we could ever have this is the light jesus is the light go back to that image of light and darkness again for me in Burkina Faso no electricity no street lights sleeping under the stars and for anyone that's been into rural Africa the thing that you see anew are the stars in the sky they're not necessarily different stars well There are different constellations when you're in Africa. But you see them in a way that you would never see them when you look up, even on a clear night in Birmingham. Sometimes, and this is the story of God's people through the ages, in the darkness we meet the light in a way that is more profound, more real, more precious than we might otherwise have done. It might be an act of faith to believe that for now. It might be the act of faith to rely on someone else's faith and testimony for now. But we can meet God afresh. It's Israel in exile, which is as that in the struggles, God becomes more real to us. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the light of the world. Faith does not make things easier. It makes them possible. For anyone amongst us right now who is feeling in the dark, may they know the light of Jesus. And where they don't know that, give them faith and strength to hold on. Thank you for those witnesses through the ages. That encourage us, even now, even amongst us. May we see more of your light this week.